Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. I don't have a lot of time. I wasn't sure I'd see you again. After we spoke, I realized my life wasn't alive. At some point, I think I gave up searching for something real. Wait. Something happened. I looked for you at the coffee shop. I began to wonder if I imagined you. And then last night I had a dream. In the dream you were surrounded by police. And then they started chasing us. Us? You were on my bike with me. How did it end? Not good. I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. You mean a dream that came true? Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we return to the Matrix and learn what happened to Neo and Trinity after their sacrifices to save the human city of Zion and the peace brokered between the machines and humans, starring nostalgia, self-deprecating references, poking fun at fan theories, and Doogie Howser. It's 2021's The Matrix Resurrections. But first, he's the game developer who is such a super fan of bullet time, he thinks it's one word. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just sitting here, enjoying my um, jelly cream pie. Oh, my God. I knew it was a big mistake to get those well, to you, but you I figured maybe yourself. maybe if I could get you into a diabetic coma, nope. I wouldn't have to record with you for a while. No, nope, you just did it to yourself. I know. The box hasn't left the side of my desk. Oh, God. Yep. How many boxes were in there again? I don't remember. Um, one less than what you sent because I gave the uh, chocolate chip cream pies to my kid. Why? I'm not a big chocolate chip fan. He oh is. Oh, my uh, God. I was trying to um, curry favor, but that's okay. I've still got one, two, three, four. I've still got five other boxes. So, oh, geez. You know. And how many <laughs> sweet treats are in each box? Well, the jelly cream pies had eight. <sighs> we record once a week, so oh my God, that's like a year a just right there. Oh, oh, mm. God, they're starting to grow on me. <sighs> These jelly ones—it's like a moon pie, uh huh, but with jelly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. what news you got for us this week? Um. I'm going to be going to the hospital soon. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, other than that, not much. No. Um, let's see. Let's start with uh, let's start with a telescope. Um, finally, yeah, yeah finally, yeah, finally, a the James Webb Space Telescope uh, lifted off. Um, uh, what day was that? It was that a was Christmas Friday. miracle. Was it Friday? I think, wasn't it? Uh, was it Friday? I thought it was Saturday. Or was it, or was it on Saturday? I think it was, it was Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, was it was a Christmas miracle. 
early Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, which for us was like Friday night because um, it happened overseas. Um, anyway, so yeah, the James Webb Space Telescope uh, finally lifted off. Uh, it is set to replace the Hubble Telescope. Um, I'm not sure when that is supposed to be happening. Uh, I do know that it's going to take it eh, about six months or so to get into its uh, respective orbit of wherever it's going to be going. Yeah, um, then they'll have to run diagnostics on yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. So it's supposed to it's supposed to be put on a path. Uh, it's on its way out to a 1.5 million kilometer um, orbit. Holy uh, shit, that's way the fuck out there. Yeah, apparently they are throwing it way out there um, to get, I guess, to get more, to be able to capture more light and not get the background right. noise of Earth. Right. Um, it's got a, so this thing is, um, it's supposed to last, <laughs> this is really weird. So they, there's this little uh, infographic on this news article. Uh, the the lifetime of course of, there's pictures yeah yeah the lifetime of this thing is supposed to be uh, ten years um, compared to the Hubble which has been around for thirty one years well but that wasn't the stated lifetime of the Hubble that's true that, that's true um, the mirror is three times uh, the size almost three times the size as the Hubble um, it's six point five meters um, in dia- uh, diameter. Or uh, radi- diameter, diameter, side to side. Uh, the Hubble's was only two point four, so they're <laughs> they're hoping that that helps. Um, it weighs half as much as the Hubble, so it's only six thousand kilograms. The Hubble was twelve thousand um, microcomputers at work. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, now, and this one was this was kind of interesting. The Hubble telescope operating temperature. 20 degrees Celsius. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. James Webb Telescope. going to be much cooler. Negative 230 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's much yeah. colder where it's at. Yeah. 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 So they're hoping uh, with this new telescope, uh, they'll be able to see light from some of the first stars from the Big Bang time frame and hopefully be able to study how, uh, how we became... People. How we became people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think so. If I'm not mistaken, some of the delays, I mean, they, they had to get this just right because since it's such a wide orbit or the orbit is so yeah. far out there, yeah. it's not like the, the Hubble where they could just go up and I mean, there were, there were several. Right, and they don't have the shuttle shuttles missions. anymore either. Yeah, there were several space shuttle missions that went up and did repairs and updates oh, to the yeah. Hubble with mm-hmm. the with the James Webb out there so far. There's, I, I don't. It's well, going to be a while. Yeah, it would have to be kind of like some sort of so robotic far, mission. I don't, I don't know far? that they're gonna. They would be able to do a manned mission out there to make repairs or upgrades. Well, hold on, I just had a thought. Um, yeah, okay. So in in the grand scheme of things, um the moon is 238 miles uh oh. thir- 238,000 miles um, meters. No, miles, which is um 
doing a, a conversion. Or kilometer, sorry. Yeah, doing a conversion here. Uh, miles to kilometers. All right, so that ends up being um, 384,000 uh, kilometers. 384,000 kilometers, yeah, 239,000 yeah. miles. Yeah, so, so it's orbiting way past the moon. Right. Like more, like, I mean, we couldn't even say, you couldn't even, yeah, no, you couldn't even say, hey, we'll, we'll jump on that space station that they're building around the moon eventually. No. Um, as a way station. And then we'll just make another trip to the moon, which nope. is the. You'd have to make another three trips to the moon. Right, right. So it's going to be way the F out there. Um, so, wow. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, distance, let's see, distance to Mars, okay, is 220 million miles. So, yeah, way too far. I was thinking, oh, it's it's somewhere in between us and Mars. Well, it basically. is somewhere in between us yeah. and Mars. It's just. Yeah. But, but you can't, you <laughs> can't even use Mars as a, as a way there, station, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Way out there. So, yeah, that, that's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of, what kind of first images we get off of it. Um, but it's got about six months to get to where it needs to get to. So it won't be, I'm, I'm guessing six months and then they'll be doing testing and maybe we'll be seeing some images by the end of next year, you know, that'll get released. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this telescope has the same, uh, restrictions, not restrictions, but the same governing rules that NASA has and that everything that they supposedly take pictures of has to be public domain um, at some point in time, so many hours after it happens or so right. many days or whatever it is. Um, so, so who knows? Maybe we won't see something for a little while. Hell, maybe, uh, maybe they'll turn it on and uh, an alien will wave at them. Who knows? Oh, wow. And this is even... So it's not just 100 or 1.5 kilometers beyond Earth's orbit. It's 1.5 kilometers beyond Earth's orbit around the sun, around the L2 Lagrange point in a halo orbit. Okay. What does that mean? Up above our orbit? No. So, um... How do I explain the Lagrange point? So the Lagrange point, there are three Lagrange points. There's three main Lagrange points. God, Lagrange points are so hard to to describe. It's easier to just see them. There are um, positions in space where objects are sent there tend to stay fixed. Right, right. And so yep, yep. it's okay. an L2, so it's on the opposite side of the sun from Earth. And so basically it's going to sit there and do a circle around that, an orbit around that Lagrange point kind of. So if you think of the sun mm -hmm. and the earth, mm -hmm. if you're looking from the top down, you see the sun over on the left-hand side and the earth on the mm -hmm. right-hand side. Mm -hmm. the, Lagrange, the L2 Lagrange point is going to be on the right-hand side of the earth. And mm -hmm. so the, the satellite is going to be orbiting around that Lagrange point. It's not going to be orbiting around the earth. It's going to be orbiting around that point on the other side of the, of the sun. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically from our perspective, it will always be, be in the all, same spot. Yeah. And it'll always be opposite 
of the sun to the of earth. the sun. Yeah. Right, right. So the earth will be blocking a significant portion of light coming from that. Right. I found I found a little um, Wikipedia holder of all knowledge had a nice has a nice little um, picture. Uh, uh, orbiting picture actually of uh, showing the orbit of the Lagrange point, so that's interesting. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, we'll see something one of these days. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe a maybe an alien will um, wave. Uh, which brings me to our next uh, article. Uh, NASA recorded some sounds coming from uh, G- Ganymede, um, one of Jupiter's moons. Uh, and uh, what do you mean it recorded yeah. sounds? Oh, it recorded. Um, uh, there's a 50 second audio clip uh, that uh, NASA released um, from sounds coming from Ganymede. Uh, basically, uh, some aliens were uh, practicing in their mom's garage, and uh, we picked up their uh, jam session. I don't believe you. Oh, well, you know, how did they record sound in space? Look, not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. No, Uh, it is audio that comes from data gathered using Juno's wave instrument, uh, which is an instrument designed to measure radio and plasma waves detected in Jupiter's magnetosphere. Um, Okay, so they converted waves that were formed by they they recorded plasma yeah. waves so yeah so they recorded and then they converted uh, that to a, a sound right. wave right they they recorded the emissions uh coming off of ganymede and then shifted it to an audio spectrum to make the record and uh to make the recording and kind of be able to i guess sound see what sounds like what does it sound like, like death clock no, no, it sounds like uh, Starman. Oh, Starman, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we've got aliens on Ganymede doing a recording session. We've got a jam session. we got uh, the telescope going out to um, look for the aliens. Uh, we've got the cube. We've got the alien's house on the far side of the moon. Um, we've got Moonfall coming out in February, which I just saw a tr- a new trailer for, which had me even more excited because I went and saw Spider Man today. Um, so you know, it's all aliens. Mm, yeah. And in the mix of all this, in that mix are our friendly little microscopic organisms, tardigrades. <laughs> oh my God! What are tardigrades that, fucking now? Oh man, they are fucking with the quantum realm. Um, or, well, scientists are making the tardigrades fuck with the quantum realm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just got one of them little suckers to get quantum entangled. What? Yeah. Yeah. Tardigrades are small, but they're not that small. Uh, yeah. A tardigrade has been quantum entangled with a superconducting qubit. Uh, and surprisingly enough, it's still alive. So basically, uh, we have figured out quantum entanglement with tardigrades. Our next step, and Jay, James will love this, our next step is spore drive uh, a la discovery. Oh so God. there you have it. Uh, we've got aliens that we need to go see with our new found uh, spore drive technology. Um, yeah, the world, uh, no, no. The universe is our oyster. 
you know, one of these days the tardigrades are going to get sick of us fucking with them and they're going to revolt and we're all going to fucking gonna, die. Yeah. The tar, the tardigrade master race is going to come after us. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, well, so in discovery, there was this like giant ass tardigrade, right? So I'm just waiting for us to find one of those things. And then it goes all like, um, what, what was that? Starro. Um, from um, <laughs> Starro the, the Conqueror. Squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's gonna go all Starro the Conqueror on us, and we're all gonna be its meat puppets. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I got. All right. Yeah. Let's hear a little ditty from uh, one of the other podcasts on uh, Creative Brain Candy, shall we? Okay. Hey everyone, I'm John. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kevin. And we are the Video, Video Game, Game Lounge, Lounge Podcast. Podcast. What are you guys doing? You're supposed to do it together, Kevin. <laughs> Title of your six, dude. Alright, yes, this is the Video Game Lounge Podcast. Podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. And join us every other Monday. Where we talk about what you're drinking, what you're playing, and most importantly, each episode we discuss games of past, present, and the involvement it may or may not have influenced us. Oh, that was quick. That's what she said. Got him. All right. Who's ready for a pod crawl? That was a great ditty. It was a, di- a great ditty. I, I agree. Yep. Let's, uh, I guess let's do a pod. Wait, wait. Before we get there, how was your Christmas? Oh, my Christmas was good. Yeah. 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 Had Did the, you see family? Had, had the family together. So Yeah. Had all the boys. Yep. Both boys together this year. So we didn't get to do well, that last year, but we did get well, to do that good. this year. So yeah. Well, that's it was good. good. That's good. Oh, good. I'd ask you about your Christmas, but I don't care. But so. you don't care. Well, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you about mine. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, had, had a good time. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Let's do a pod yeah. crawl. Okay. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Bugs is a snoop who's digging around looking for relics of the past. Currently, she's looking for store brand Trinity, who is replaying the events of the first movie, and not very well. She does the run around the wall trick and the leaping crane kick trick, but her run away from the agent's trick falls short as she gets the shit kicked out of her by three agents, one with a somewhat familiar face. Somehow, not Morpheus has traded in his trench coat for a suit coat, and is now an agent, and one that is beating hell out of Trinity. When Bugs interrupts the festivities, the agents focus their game of tag on her, and she ducks into a key shop. Not Morpheus comes out of the woodwork, and pulls her into the back door hall, and back into Neo's apartment. He's not sure why he's an agent, and Bugs decides she wants to bring him back to the really real world. Meanwhile, Thomas Anderson is a world-famous game designer, who is working on a new game called Binary. He's pining for the past though as he wanders through his old game, The Matrix. His partner, Smith, wants a word with him about their next game. He's concerned that Tom is starting to have another psychotic break, where he thinks he's part of a resistance movement trying to free people from a simulated reality, crazy shit, really. Tom assures him the happy drugs are working, and his therapist Doogie is helping him keep a level head. It's when Not Morpheus comes to pull the fire alarm and meet Tom in the men's room that things turn sideways. Tom is hesitant to swallow the red pill again, and after a bunch of gunfire, finds himself back in his therapist's office where Doogie asks him if he remembers how he got there. Tom says he's starting to have another break and Doogie assures him he's fine. Later, Tom gets wasted and begins to wonder if he can fly. 
Bugs shows up and says he probably can't at this point, but she can show him some stuff that might ease his mind, and she pulls him through a series of doors, wrecks a Japanese commuter train, and they end up in an abandoned theater. Not Morpheus puts on a show with scenes of the past, telling Tommy Boy that he's been gaslighted, and he really is back in the Matrix. All he has to do is swallow the red pill, and everything will be great again. Tom bites and finds himself back in his goo bath, but this time in a private suite, and across the aisle is none other than Trinity. A machine grabs him up and taxis him out to a ship where he's in bad shape. The cure for his sickness is apparently to fight Not Morpheus. They meet in a placid lake dojo where Not Morpheus has his ass handed to him after Neo gets angry because he was slapped around a bit. Back in the saddle, Neo is brought to the new human city Io and gets to see a familiar old face, literally, Niobe. Niobe tells him that they are a peace-loving commune now, growing actual fruits and vegetables, working with machines that have defected, and she doesn't want Neo coming in and fucking that up. However, a call from Sati, the little girl from the third movie, turns that on its head when she says that Neo's therapist was actually the ringleader of the current Matrix, and it was he who had Neo and Trinity resurrected and put back into the goo to keep the Matrix running, but they couldn't get too close because he didn't want their wonder twin powers to activate. So they have to go in and rescue Trinity Heist style, but only if she wants rescuing, because she has a life and a family now in the Matrix. With the crew assembled, they enter the Matrix and Machine City for their heist. Neo is on the inside meeting his therapist, who has the power of slow-mo, and also can turn all the people around into digital zombies to swarm like crabs on Rob's junk. They meet Trinity, Yum. who goes by Tiffany now, at the local coffee shop, and Neo proposes she leave her comfortable life tricking out motorcycles and wiping her children's noses for a life of shitty sweaters and dystopian conflict. She says, nah, and starts to walk out as Neo is dogpiled on by a bunch of cops. But at the door, her husband shows his inner douchebag, and she decides that anything is better than spending any more time with that guy, so she runs to Neo, and when they touch, a small nuclear explosion clears the room. The swarm activates, and they run away along with everyone else from the really real world that came in with them. They use their Wonder Twin powers a few more times until they strand themselves on the roof of a really tall building, and with nowhere else to go, they take a leap into oblivion hoping that Neo can remember how to fly. It's Trinity, however, that believes she can fly, and she and Neo fly away and out of the Matrix. Shortly after, they head back in, fully leveled up this time, and make a visit to Doogie, where they proceed to kick the shit out of him, fix him up, rinse and repeat. They are now the masters of the Matrix, and commit to making a rainbow sky that rains skittles, and roll Neo and Trinity flying around like the flock of birds they showed throughout the movie. Credits. All right, 2021's The Matrix Resurrections. It's uh, it's definitely a, a sequel movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so before you go and poo-poo... <laughs> all over this thing because from the tone of your voice it sounds like you're gonna poo-poo all over this I'm gonna poo-poo all, over, all over it I am gonna say that it wasn't perfect but I liked it I thought it was good in fact I think they should have taken two and three pulled out all the boring shit and made just two um Maybe, you know, because let's face it, they could have made, they could have taken the two and three, crammed it into one movie if they would have just taken out all the bullet time that they had in those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in sheer runtime. They didn't even have to pare it down any. Just take the bullet time out and right. you've already got like an hour and a half movie. You're good to go. Um, make that two. This should have been number three. I thought this was a, I thought this was 
really good at kind of tying some stuff up. Yeah, there were some leaps that were taken um, as far as like, uh, you know, they had already died and yet came back alive. Um, I actually didn't mind how they kind of, you know, Ret, ret, yeah, retcon that up. Retcon yeah. that up. I mean, that wasn't so, that wasn't too unbelievable. So was that was that a uh, basically they regrew? Yeah, they the, basically just reanimated those two. Yeah, it wasn't their original bodies, was it? Um, I, I think they just kind of repaired their original bodies. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, they do obviously they have growing techniques because they they grow their own babies. Um, you know, it's not like they've got a yeah a family sitting over there popping out the well, they, twins. They don't really. Do they? Do you think they I grow? Think, babies I think they grow babies. Think they, no, I think I don't think they've got like a a slave group that is like. Well, you know, no, but they could probably. I mean, they've got ports everywhere. They could probably extract reproductive cells from other people. Well, yeah. To well, that's what babies. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking, so you think then you think they artificially inseminate. Babies. No, see, I don't even think they do that. I think they get the the genetic material that they need, and then they are born in a vat. I think they're vat, they're literal test tube babies. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Is they can babies. they can extract the reproductive cells, so they can extract mm-hmm. sperm, they can extract eggs from mm-hmm. the people that they've already grown, and then they combine those in a lab and put that into it's in vitro fertilization. No, no, they don't put it into another person. No, 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 they don't put it into another person. They they grow it in it, yeah, in a in a bubble, yeah, in a pod, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, so but I think they actually think use reproductive cells yeah, from, from yeah, other yeah, humans. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like they're cloning. No, um, I think. See, I I couldn't decide if those were the original bodies and they went to fix them up. Well, I think that they're the original bodies because they showed that one scene where the bug was going through Neo's eye sockets, rebuilding his eyes, and it didn't look very, I mean, it looked fucking painful. So you think it took them, let's just say, 60 years to... No, I don't think it took them 60 years to recreate the bodies. So you think they've been around for, in the Matrix, for how long? I think they've been in, around in the Matrix for most of that 60 years. I think it probably took them, you know, maybe a year to recreate their bodies and resurrect them, if not if not sooner or not less time. Okay. I mean, I would have to watch through the movie again and, and kind of focus on, on the timeline that they say yeah. if they even went that far into detail. But no, I, I think they've been in the Matrix for 60 years, and I think that through the process of them being rebuilt as well as being in goo baths that kind of suppressed their aging. Yeah. Okay. You think so? Yeah. And, um, you know, all the humans outside age normally, but, uh, Neo and Trinity and probably the other humans as well, probably just don't age as, as fast. Okay. Or, oh, I mean, I because there, there were apparently several resets in the matrix during that 60 years too. Was there several of them? I thought I thought there was only a couple of them. I mean, his cat's I mean, name was Deja Vu, so they reset a lot. That's they reset true. like two or three times in just the movie itself. Oh, you think that those were actual resets? Yeah, he when, he uh, like rewound. when they had that whole yeah when they went through that whole like um, we need to make a new video game montage thing, 
every time they showed a, uh, you know, saying the same thing over and over, you think those were resets? Well, I mean, maybe those were resets. I wasn't particularly speaking about that, but I mean, he, every time Thomas Anderson would do something like jump off a building, they would reset. Yeah. Yeah, Which we know was at least once. Well, no, he didn't even jump off a building. Apparently, he jumped off and didn't and flew fall and didn't yeah didn't fall yeah he flew, and so they reset. And apparently, that had happened a few times because he had he had made reference to to being and uh, or the therapist had made reference to him being there, you know, several times and finding himself unaware of of how he got there. So every time every time something like that happened, they would they would either rewind a little bit or or totally reset. Okay. Because because the person that that walked off the building, uh, under Bugs's reference, wasn't the same person that that they showed Thomas Anderson being in this most recent iteration. That's true. Yeah, he was some bald guy in the first one. Right. In in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I liked, I liked that. Um, uh, I, I like how okay how how can you not find Neo and Trinity right. I like how they said, "Oh, you know, we just put him in an avatar." Right, right, right. Um, I, I like that. Um, I thought that was kind of a clever, clever way of how how is he hiding mm-hmm. in plain sight? You know, they oh, Tom, here's a Thomas Anderson. Oh, that's not Neo. That doesn't look like him. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's the Thomas Anderson that's a world class game developer. Right, they created yeah. a game called The Matrix. That is all about his life and trials. Yeah, but see, during see, the first think, like, three fucking movies, I think. I, yeah, but I think those that knew this, you know, I think they were like, okay, they just reset the, you know, obviously they remade the Matrix. They they're aware of this, right? They're aware that it's a new Matrix, um, and I I don't think that they were aware that Neo was still alive and stuck literally in his own video game thing. You know, I don't think that they put two and two together and figured that's how they're hiding him. You don't because I mean, why was she looking into the modal anyway? I mean, if, if well, see, I think, I think he, okay. So I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Why was yeah, why so, was he creating a mold? So I think that they went into it because it looked exactly like how the events were supposed to play out and then when they started not playing out that way that's when I don't know. I didn't I didn't get that. I mean, I understand what the modal was. I don't get why they were going into that to find Morpheus. Were they looking for Morpheus or did she just, I think she just stumbled across Morpheus. Right. That's the impression okay. that I got through that, that first act is that she just kind of stumbled. Or she was looking in the, into for the clues? modal. Yeah. For, for clues, clues or looking for Neo or she knew where Neo was and she was looking for, uh, well, some, for some reason she was in the modal. Yeah. And, she was watching the events play out, and during that particular simulation, the events weren't playing out as they did in real life. And then she got caught by the agents. One of the agents happened to be Morpheus because uh, 
Thomas Anderson put him in there for whatever fucking reason. I wasn't exactly sure why he put Morpheus in there, but Morpheus Ooh. is in there and it's, it's not I, Morpheus. See, I think it's, he was... it's what Neo remembered of Morpheus because Morpheus was actually a dude outside in the real world and he right, lived a right. full fucking life and, and died in Zion or IO or they were kind of, kind of vague or nebulous about that. But somehow the impression of Morpheus uh, was a program inside this modal, and she recognized Morpheus for what he was, and then pulled him out. I guess pulled <laughs> pulled him pulled him out through through a video game, through a Matrix, which I guess at that point is uh, programs are programs, right? So you're just right. copying the program out. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the criticisms that I have about this movie. The the, the first act was really fun. I did like the first act a lot. I loved that it was poking fun at itself. It was poking fun of all the crazy fan theories that were out there. Um, I mean, it was, it, it basically like bumped up against the fourth wall quite a bit in, in just the first act alone. Oh yeah. And then in the second yeah. and third acts, it got serious and got down to the actual, the movie. And that's where the movie kind of started to break down. But the first act was really good. I thought it was clever how they kind of explained um, how Neo and, and Trinity were still alive. What had happened in the, well, it's 18 years for us. It was 60 years in in the real world. Right. Um, what happened so, between uh, then and now. So did they have, did those two have nuclear powers in the real world, it looks like? We never saw Trinity in the real world. Yeah, when they were doing the flashback, when they were doing the flashback of them being produced or uh, fixed up, they showed one instance where Neo, re, like apparently they were awake in the goo while they were getting worked on, and they went and touched each other, and it, and and everything blew up. Oh yeah, you're right. And that's when he, that's when the guy, that's when Doogie Hauser uh, realized that they had to be close, but not. But, but not, not touching. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're uh, right. Yeah. I guess they did. So I, that's, I don't know. I don't get that. I yeah, guess I since can, Trinity can, died and yeah, came I mean, back can, to life, then she got some sort of, I don't know. I don't know. Neo powers. I, mean, I can, yeah, I can kind of sort of understand Neo's uh, being able to see the machines because he was somehow hooked into the matrix, but not hooked into the matrix. Right. So like I could see him being able to sense the machine because he could travel their code, so to speak, which would be like their consciousness or whatever. I can understand. Well, yeah. When he got his wireless, bit. when he got his wireless networking abilities in the yeah. second movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that, but I don't, I don't understand the being able to cause a physical, explosion from them. Yeah, I don't either. That was you know that was weird. Uh, I can see like a shockwave or something and and shit shutting down. Maybe she got wireless networking capabilities too and when uh, they touch it caused like some sort uh, of static feedback. Wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. So so you're saying he was like two point four G and she was five G and they just can't mesh together? Right, right. Yeah. And it causes chaos. Right. Or She's like uh oh. she's like a microwave whenever you're trying to use 2.4G and it mm -hmm. interferes and the wavelengths mm. kind of cross. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, well, okay. So, uh, no, I make that makes so much more sense. If she's a microwave, he probably had a little bit of metal in him. And you know, oh, microwaves you and metal, yep. they don't mix. Yep, there it is. Yeah, yeah. We figured huh. it out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what were those extra, what do you think those extra neck things were? Yeah, I don't know. I think that was something that they added whenever they resurrected them, or I don't know. Uh, extra yeah, they, bandwidth? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. That was, the, that was the deluxe the, premium edition. Right, yeah. That's that's the uh, that's how you get into the Founders Club of right. the Matrix game. Exactly. So, so, so my understanding is that this new Matrix is... Uh, hinges on those two uh, being apart or whatever, or like without them, the matrix isn't real enough and yeah. people start rejecting it. <laughs> I don't know. Some Somehow they're longing for each other, but never, never able to, to have one another fuels the matrix. I don't know. That was, that was another part that I didn't quite understand. I was like, Okay, so you have to have them close together, but not together. Why? Hmm. They didn't yeah, really explain know. that well in the movie. That was just one of those kind of hanging tidbits that they left dangling. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. But you know, whatever. There's. There's. Uh, Never have we said that these movies made a lot of sense. No, no, not no. since the first one, no. Not since the first, well, even the first one didn't make a lot of sense there towards a certain part of it. You know, towards the end, it was starting to get a little head trippy, more so than what it was supposed to be, I think. Well, but I mean, the whole it dying was, and coming back into life without, you know, that was at least somewhat plausible. I mean, it was. Okay. He was, he was linked in the Matrix. He, I love he, you. Kutu, kutu, kutu. <laughs> That's not that's not super unplausible. It's it's not probable. It's not likely to ever happen. Um, but you know, you gotta suspend your disbelief a little bit and it's okay. But some of the shenanigans they pulled in the third and fourth movies were way the fuck over the top. And in the Matrix, yeah. he had powers after uh his resurrection in the first movie, and that made perfect sense because he was actually able to see the code from the inside instead of the outside at that point. And so his mind accepted that the fact that uh, the matrix was a totally digital made up realm and that he could manipulate it as he pleased. And so that gave him superpowers. And then they kind of pulled that back in the second movie mm -hmm. because they needed, you know, they needed a, a vulnerable Neo, but they didn't pull it back enough. And then they went, way far now he's got wireless powers outside of the matrix he can affect the machines you know through his mind in the real world and yeah that's where it started to to go off the rails yeah and i'm glad they didn't really do that in this movie because he didn't he didn't really affect any of the machines or anything in the real world except for that one part where he and trinity touched and you know blew everything up blew yeah. everything up um they they didn't really show that or do that in this movie, which I appreciated. He was, and in fact, because of his time being brainwashed or gaslighted in the Matrix at this point, dude, he was gaslighted hard. 
he uh, he didn't have the confidence or or didn't really know how to use his abilities that he had before. And the Matrix was was fundamentally changed. This is a new version of the Matrix under the the control of uh, what's his face, Doogie Howser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know some of the some of the rules have changed, and he wasn't he wasn't aware of what the what the code or what the rules were in this new movie either. And so that kind of limited his power in the matrix at this point until the very end where they were uh, once again, the masters of the matrix. And I hope this is the very last movie. I hope they don't try to extend this again um, because yeah. they would have to, they, they they've written themselves into another corner. They would have to pull off some clownish shenanigans to, to extend the story any further. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked, I liked the new, I liked what they did with the phones and that they got rid of the phones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we're, yeah. At, we're in the technology now where things are wireless. I liked the, uh, I liked the operator being seen, but not being seen. Yeah. That was kind of cool. That, I thought that was a cool, a cool, uh, idea. Um, I liked that they they brought the mirrors into it, you know, because they kind of had the mirrors, you, you know, they had the mirrors at the beginning in the first one, right? So that he touched the mirror and it like in it it overtook him, and that's how he got out the first. Yeah, time that, when that, he, that's how, he got how they unplugged. Yeah, that's how they said his carrier code pulled from the matrix into the real world. Yeah, right. So. So, but then they never use it again. Then it's oh, we still got to use landlines and that kind of stuff to get in. I liked that they brought that mirror thing back. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. That's how um, the that's how they pull them out of the the matrix that, now. That well, that's how they get in and out of the matrix. Right. Now. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, I like the portal thing. Um, I thought that was a I thought that was a sweet nod to the keymaker. Right. Um, that that's where I kind of saw it. I was like, okay, because Jan was asking me. Uh, the wife was asking me. Um, she goes, "Well, how come they can portal now?" And I was like, "Well, I think I think the key maker gave them the code to be able to do it." She goes, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense." So so he's kind of you know they got the code to be able to make those portals yeah that's good um, headcanon. I like that. I, it was. I I kind of like that idea, um, and I liked it. And what really tied that in for me was when at the beginning, when she went into that key shop, um, you know, and you're like, okay, okay. And then there was a backdoor portal, whatever. And like, ah, key shop, key maker. Yeah. Now we're in that back room. But it was Morpheus who opened that door. Right, right. Well, yeah, we didn't know it was Morpheus. We thought it was one of the agents. Right. It was not Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I really liked I really like that. And that's, and, and then he explained it even, even further when he was like, I noticed nobody ever goes into this shop. So I went into the shop and then he figured out, I guess then the key maker code got unlocked for him. Right. Right. Or something. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. There was some cool nods um, to the other movies. Uh, the, the obvious nod being the Frenchman was back. Yes, um, that, and the crazy Frenchman that again, did absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was pointless. What the hell? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the whole point of that scene? Okay, so there are two really fucking things that really annoyed me about this movie. I okay. would love the movie so much more if they hadn't brought back number one, Agent Smith. Agent Smith had nothing to fucking do in this movie. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, 
he would it would have been fine without him. Yeah, the movie would have been the same if not better right. without him. Agent Smith didn't do Correct. a shit fucking thing except for the fact Shoot that the they well, their their company, if you'll notice, their company was named Deus Machina, which is a reference yes. to Deus Ex Machina, yeah, yeah, right. which is a fucking story yep. plot that something happens that is totally outside of the story to make the story work. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done throughout the fucking Matrix series is is a series of Deus Ex Machina after Deus Ex Machina. So that was a that was a clever little self-deprecating nod to some of their story writing, except right. The only reason Agent Smith was in this fucking movie was to, at the very end, fight against the shoot therapist. The yeah, yeah, he was to shoot at the dude. Yeah. That's it. And then we see nothing about Agent Smith ever again. And then again. he walks out. Yeah, he yeah, walks, he out, walks and out and he's gone. He's gone. He was what, just there to fucking wail on Neo for a little bit and yeah. make you remember that Agent Smith was, you know, a key pivotal, stupid part of the first uh, or the last two yeah. movies, number two and three. And then he's done. He yeah. he served no purpose. They could have written that better. And the second so the, is the Merovingian. Why the yeah. fuck was the Merovingian still in there? There was no need for him. No, there was no need for that entire fucking scene because it was both the Merovingian and Agent Smith just wailing on fucking Neo. They needed, I guess, another fight scene. But the, again, they could have written that better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't like that one at all. Um, I didn't, I didn't think it was useful. Um, I understand, you know, they made, they made reference to it and I understand some of the old programs not wanting to be rewritten or whatever. They, they even bring that up in, in the first sets of movies, um, of, you know, the old, old programs don't want to be sent back to the source to be repurposed. Right. Um, you know, but in this particular case, it, it just, it felt a little off and, you know, and it really, I mean, he, and even the Merovingian had nothing to do in this movie. I mean, he just, he just, you know, spewed French insults at him and then ran away like a idiot. Yeah. Once his um, goons that came back from the dead somehow, once his mm-hmm. goons fucking got their asses handed to him, he just runs away and yeah. you never see him again. It's not like he served any fucking purpose to the plot. I don't mind if they had brought the Merovingian back and maybe he is down on his luck, but he's still an information broker of some sort and they kind of needed his information. Right. Right. Make him, make him integral into the fucking plot. Make him have a purpose. At this point, he Mm -hmm. didn't have a purpose. The whole purpose of him was there to remind you that, Hey, the Merovingian was in the second and third movies and he had goons and now we got to fight the goons. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, didn't make sense at all. Yeah. And it's the same with Agent Smith. And supposedly, mm-hmm. so number one, I want to know how Agent Smith is still exists. He's been obliterated twice now yeah. by Neo. Mm-hmm. But now he's and, back. So, and and uh, supposedly purged by the machines. Right. When that happened. Right. I mean, they and, and they purged the Matrix, right? They redid the Matrix in its entirety, I would think that everything would be gone. So how is he back? Reasons. Reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because reasons. Yeah. You just don't exactly. know. Exactly. You don't know those reasons. You know? I mean, the, the, I mean, the whole Morpheus thing, I wasn't real keen on. Why did you yeah. bring Morpheus back? If all you're going to do is make him a computer simulation. 
yeah, yeah. So I, that could have been. That didn't have to be Mor- Morpheus. That no. could have been anybody. Right. That that still would have been cool. I liked. I liked the concept of the tech i liked the tech that yeah tech the was tech cool. was cool where you where you have programs that are inter- able to interact mm-hmm. in in the real world through these uh i guess magnetic nano something or others right right yeah but i mean it could have been anybody it could have been uh it could be it could have been a different program that wanted to defect right it sure. could have been that um they didn't have to say because because in this particular case it was a program that neo created based off of stuff that he had figured out so so it wasn't even in my head canon he, that program wasn't even um a sin, what they call sentience right it wasn't even a program that the machines had created it right. was it was a Neo was, program. Yeah, that was something Neo created. Right. So in this particular case, it's not even a machine siding with the humans like you have, like you see in elsewhere. Um, it's, it's just a program. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure what the whole point of the modal was. I mean, I, I wasn't I really sure either. what the modal was until so later the, on. The only thing I can think of in, in, in the concept of in the context of the movie is Neo was, or Anderson was trying to recreate some AI or something like that for his new, the new game that they were supposed to do using part of the source code or part of the code from the matrix game. Right. So he was trying to recreate something because obviously something wasn't working on the, whatever that name, that game was bio binary shock binary binary binary. Yeah. Uh, supposedly they were having a hiccup of some sort in that one, right? They were trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice or four times, four times, I guess. Um, Hey, just like the movies. Nah. Um, uh, you know, so, so I, that's the only thing I could think of that he was doing is he was trying to run some sort of AI test and he knew what was supposed to be happening and it didn't go the way he was expecting. And that's how he caught bugs. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't. I think the Morpheus character would have been better being an actual program in the current matrix wanting to side kind of like SETI was, you know? Um, yeah. Again, I'm not sure what the whole point of the modal was. I, I want to say they tried to explain it like Neo or Thomas Anderson because he, he created the matrix game based off of, it, it almost seemed like he, see, I don't even he think was Neo, but he wasn't Neo no, see, or he, see, I don't, I don't think he actually created a matrix game. I think I think you know what we know as the matrix, the trilogy. I think the dude died, they recreated the wor- the the machines recreated the world, the architect or analyst made the new iteration of the matrix, right? Uh-huh. He knew he needed to keep Neo and Trinity in there. He knew he he found and I'm in my can my head cannon. Um, he tried to shove him in there 
or or brainwash them or or you know brain wipe them uh and neo kept remembering and he kept having these things and so he they've had to reset that matrix before and that's when the analyst had the idea of okay let's take his experience what he thinks is true um you know because he kept jumping off the bridge right mm-hmm. or uh, let's take that and twist that around and so that he doesn't know what is what was real and what was in his head um anymore and that kind of keeps him on a leash right so mm-hmm. let's take his experience we've we know what happened because it happened inside our computer system let's take that and let's say it is a game and i'm using air quotes here let's say it's a game and reset everyone inside the matrix to all say it's a game okay i can see that right? and maybe that's maybe that's it because he seems to he seems to still want to believe that it was that he isn't isn't just tom anderson he's, he still wants to believe that he's neo but right. i guess the the drugs that they're giving him and the therapy oh, sessions he that he's having with yeah. the analyst is is kind of keeping all this in check he thinks he's yeah. got kind of a psychosis going on and and yeah yeah and so and I, I, think- I can see that and then the modal is kind of his way of of trying to recreate uh that that first scene in the matrix to to see how many of the actual simulations come out the way that uh, the way he remembers it, maybe I don't know. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Again, they yeah, didn't. They didn't do a didn't lot of explanation well. on no, on not, what that whole thing was. No, it was no, a plot thought, device, and they didn't integrate it very well. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool at first when I was watching it. Right, I, like I was like, oh, holy shit! Wait, oh my god, oh my god! They're recreating the first scene. <laughs> Jen yeah. even looked at me and goes. We've seen this before. I'm like, yeah, we have. <laughs> Not exactly, but yeah. Right, yeah. And then and then they get to the thing. I'm like, and the first thing I notice is, okay, Trinity's wearing because they hadn't shown Trinity yet, they just saw the back of her. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. She's wearing a different outfit. Yep. All right. She's older. I understand. She won't be able to get into the pleather very much, very as easily. Um, styles have changed. Okay, great. And then they flip over and it's kind of like, is that her? did they CGI her face a little bit to make nope. her look younger? Nope. Totally then, different. Yeah. And then you see, and then they, they turn back to her again. I'm like, Oh nope, Different actress. Okay. What's going on? And then you see bugs. And then it's like, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is like some sort of simulation. Okay. Why is this a simulation? You know? And then they never really answer that. Uh, they kind of like magic hand wave over it. Right. But right. It, it was, I was like, I, I thought that was kind of cool that they did a scene for scene recreation. Um, did she do the flying crane kick? I don't yeah. remember. Her. Yeah, she did. Did she? Yeah. How many times did you watch this? Just once. Uh, I don't, I don't. It was there because whenever she did it, I was like, oh, there's Rob's flying crane kick. Oh, okay. I can see in my head, I'm thinking that that was the one thing that was slightly different. No, no, she did it. She did it. Oh, oh, that's right. She did it, but it wasn't bullet timed. No, no. That's what was different. Oh, well, it, it kind of was, that's but they didn't, was, do the, they didn't do the 360 view of it. It was right. just and that's kind of what I was She jumped waiting. up, and then they, they did a jump cut and her kicking the dude. Right, right. And that's what I was, I was expecting that when I was watching. I was like, oh, they're recreating this. And then she goes up, and then it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, man, that would have been, I would have been okay with that. 
with how they were doing things in, in retrospect, but I don't know. And I kind of appreciate that they didn't do a ton of bullet time or, or slow-mo. Oh, I am so glad that they didn't. They still brought some of that back yeah. during during that portion. They still showed the the agents phase dodging or whatever. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't super slow or anything. I mean they just right. did it while they were shooting. Right. And they didn't do a, a ton of, of, of slow-mo. And then the, the, about the only time they did slow-mo was whenever they did their Wonder Twin a- powers activate. What, that they kind of and, slow-moed that. Yeah. And then, they, of course, they do the slow-mo uh, with the analyst uh, slowing everything down. Yes, yes. But that was integral to the plot. And right. I wish that they, made sense. I wish they had used that a little bit more instead of... Okay, the analyst has this power, and he's going to fuck with Neo with this power. And then the next time he tries to use this power, oh, yeah, Agent Smith's just going to fuck it up and then walk away. Yeah, see, was I just was just so, such was a thinking, letdown. Yeah, I was, hoping, I was hoping that he went to use that power again. Uh, uh, the analyst uses the power, and I was hoping that because, because her life was going to be on the line all of a sudden, he busted through. Yeah, or I was yeah, hoping he either, would break either Neo it. or even Trinity somehow countered oh, that power. You know what? That would have been even cooler if Trinity just turned and looked at him and then did did it, you know, kicked him in the face, kicked yeah. his jaw off, right? Yeah. Like that would did, have like been a much fucking end. better outcome oh, for that. That would have been that would have been cool. And you don't need you know? fucking Agent Smith. You know, then you have then you have that same sort of reveal that we had in the first Matrix with with the whole Neo stopping all the bullets, right? Right. right. I mean, you, he gets up and he's like, "No," and then they all fall down. That yeah. was that was cool. Yeah. Do that same sort of thing here, but throw it on her, right? So she turns and she says, "No," and Roundhouse kicks his jaw off. Right. Right. And then, and then he's like, oh, I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, uh, scourge mode or whatever it is. Right. Swarm mode. Right. Then go from there. That, exactly. That would have been, that would have been, that would have been, been cool. much more satisfying. Yes. That would have been cool. Yeah. But no. Look, they didn't ask we, us. So sh- we should have written part of this movie. <laughs> we should have. You know what? If you're going to do a second one, you don't. guys write it? No, just no, no, don't. No, 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 do it. That's fine. Do it. Write it. Whatever. Let us look at it and we'll tell you what to fix. Which is don't do it. <laughs> don't Maybe, fucking do it. Well, they're going to do it whether we help them or not. But at least at least we can try to make it a little bit better. Ugh. I mean, we just made the movie better just by workshopping here in the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes. We made their 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 ending 10 times better. True, true. Yeah. But no, no, they didn't ask. They didn't ask. All right. They didn't ask. You got a haiku for us this week? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, this one is titled, The End? Question mark. Doogie the Head Shrink. The Matrix was just a game. Please let this be it. <laughs> Nice, nice. Mm, thank you. All right, let's do some awards. Who you got for your uh, black lung? All right, so I am going to, just because I need to, I'm going to give it to Neo. Okay. I don't know why, but I'm going to give it to Neo. Why? I mean, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just at some point in time, I'd, I'd like to think that he was chain smoking his way, uh, through his psychotic breaks or something. Okay. But, I mean, if I really must give it to somebody for real, uh, and this totally fucks up what I'm doing, uh, I'd give it to Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Or, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, that's right. Uh, he did smoke. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled, uh, Neo pulled him in, or he got, Neo got pulled into his office. And that's they right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hipster Agent Smith. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. So mine is going to go to Hipster Agent Smith for okay. smoking, lighting up in his office, which is okay. something you can't do now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, Head Lush, who's got yours? Oh, I'm giving it to Neo on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's who's getting mine, too. So Neo mm-hmm. on the roof is getting mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Player. Uh, Neo is going to get it for getting Tiffany. <laughs> okay. I don't know who's going to get my player. I mean, Neo and, and Trinity, I mean, they were already, already a thing, so that's not mm-hmm. really a, a kind of player type thing. I don't know. I mean, let's see. So there was that one crew member on the new ship. I can't remember the mnemonic or whatever the fuck is ship's N- name Numa, was. Nuba Canoozer. <laughs> Nuba Canoozer, yeah. The yeah, Nuba Canoozer. Um, it was that one crew member that told uh, uh, Neo that the whole reason she was around was because of bugs. Um, cause the bugs was about to go into the, the robot world to act as a proxy for Trinity's connection into the matrix while they tried to get her out mm-hmm. and it was pretty dangerous. And I think they were actually a, a couple, they showed them as like a couple at the end towards the end of the movie. So, um, I'm going to give it to her because, you know, bugs pulled her out of the matrix and then I guess she put the moves on bugs and they became a thing. So I'm okay. going to give it to her. Great. All right, Purple Hippo, who's getting that? So I, I was, not was, I, I'm giving it to Neo um, and his his. So you just game. wanted to give it to Neo throughout. Look, look so I was going to, hear me out, all right? So I was wanting to somehow make it to where Neo got all of them. It'd be a, a clean sweep all the way across. Um, I wanted to give uh, the purple hippo to Neo for his game slash not game, real life, blue pill, what have you. But you know what? I'm glad you forced me to change my black lung to Agent Smith uh, because now I'm going to give my purple hippo to Neo, which meant I gave it to Neo three times. So it's a menage a trois. Oh, God damn it. Or sometimes no, it's not. the French That's call not how it this threesome. works. No. Not, it does. It God does. Thank it. you. Jason, for setting up the menage a trois. Fucking hate you. Why do you do this shit? What did I ever do to you? Uh, We don't have the time. We're almost out of it for this (laughs) episode. So mine's going to go to Neo because, I mean, that dude has been through the fucking... So you did a threesome too. No, I didn't. Oh, no, that's right. You gave it to Bugs. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So mine's gonna go to Neo because yeah, that dude's been through the ringer. He's he's been gaslighted. You know, he's been in multiple versions of the Matrix as multiple different kind of avatars or iterations of himself. Yeah. So Neo's gonna get mine. He thinks he's going nuts, and maybe he is. Maybe the entire movie was just all in his head to begin with. Who knows? Maybe. So what are we doing next time? I don't know. We're about to find out. Are we gonna actually like? randomize this shit 
Yeah, we're gonna pick. Oh my goodness. Alright, so you will need to pick a number mm-hmm. between one mm-hmm. and and 155. Ooh, so many to choose from. You know what? Let's go with, uh, to celebrate the anniversary of the war being over, let's go with 60. 60, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, oh, wait, you didn't want me to rant? You didn't want me to tell you to stop? I stopped whenever you told me the number. Oh. Oh, ooh, I like it. I'm throwing in a little uh, curveball here. Did it work in our favor? Uh, well, maybe. We'll see. Oh, wait. I actually don't know what this is going to be. I get to play Guess the Name of the Movie again. It's true. I like this game. This game's always fun. All right, so next week, or not next week, but next episode, we will be discussing the movie where a Chicago librarian has a gene that causes him to involuntarily time travel, creating complications in his oh, marriage. shit. This stars this Eric Bana, Rachel McAdams, Ron Livingston. Wolf, wife. <laughs> time traveler's wolf. What's a wolf? Tom, because you said you started Ron Livingston, so it's like I, I grabbed what you said. The time traveler's wife. Yeah, this is 2009's the nines. Hey. The time traveler's wolf. Well, all right, perfect. I've never seen this. <laughs> I've How never this seen get, it either. How did this get on here? Uh, this would be both you and SP. So we're gonna have to get SP on here for this one. He put it on here because he thought I would like it because it had Time Traveler in the name. I remember this. This was a Discord submission. Yeah, this was a Discord submission. This isn't near and I, as bad. And this was, at, I think SP suggested it and you were like, yes. And so, because it said Time both Traveler. Credited, you're both credited for contributing. Well, I, I think it's only fair that if SP causes it to be put on the list, he should. Um, I don't want to say suffer, but suffer in <laughs> what could potentially be our misery. Yeah, so we're gonna us. we're gonna have to see if SP is available to uh, oh, record right. this with us. So uh, this is happening next year, huh? This is happening next year. Uh, we're gonna be taking a, a few weeks off uh, to uh, to recover after this this long bout of Matrix films. Um, so so basically, what you're saying is because you decided to do it every week. We're now going to go on vacation. Yeah, we're going to go on vacation for a few weeks. All right. And let me see. Static is still around, guys. Well, you can look forward to um, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, next week. Uh, We're going to actually be reviewing that. We actually haven't reviewed it yet. Uh, We're going to be recording that uh, later on this week. I'm interested to see what Jason has to say. I know I have some things to say. So the next episode uh, is going to be released on January the 28th, and that will be the time traveler's wife. January the 28th. Wow. It's way down there. It's just one skipped episode because we're going to go back to bi-weekly. Okay. All right. Our intro and outro music is... (laughs) um, Shut up. All right, that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you'd like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. 
If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon and make sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. The Catrix has been confirmed. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. Have a great uh, end of your year, and we'll see you in 2022. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>